0: Well, welcome back to the BNB Podcast, episode two of the BNB Podcast. I'm here with Jaden Boyce with uh, Mr. Bailey.
1: Yeah, I'm glad to be back. You know, took a little feedback after week one. People asking when the next episode was coming, so I'm, I'm excited to be back.
0: You know, last week we ended up on Wednesday. We made our predictions. We were both right about Thursday night football. Vikings-Eagles Let's dive into that.
1: Absolutely. The, are the Vikings in trouble?
0: That's the question. Um, 0 and two
1: start. Yes with a period after. Yes right? with a period. I heard this morning, and this might be crazy talk, Kirk Cousins to the Jets. Is that the whole rumor, isn't that? That's <laughs> the rumor. I'm telling you though, the Vikings defense looked pathetic. That defensive line. I would take John Tackman's laundry baskets. And if you've ever been around to (laughs) SEC football practice, you know what I'm talking about with the coach. John Tackman's laundry baskets would have probably held a better fight than the defense of the Vikings on Thursday. That was bad.
0: That was bad. My boys, Brennan Seniors, Riley and Brody Pysig, Rex Schweitzer are all doing a better job on the defensive line than those Minnesota Vikings D linemen
1: that it was bad They were the Eagles ran all over and and we know this though. The Eagles are good.
0: They are the
1: Eagles have many threats running the ball But man the Vikings had no chance and then you know late in the game They had a little bit of a surge, but that thing was over. I think at the at the half, but
0: The Eagles they, they, they looked good the Vikings didn't I think they're in trouble I think the Eagles look good to a point. I think, the, I think the Vikings' offense is still a juggernaut, but I don't think the Eagles are going to be as dominant as they were last year. Week one, they're letting the Patriots play with them a little bit. Week two, the Vikings were in that game a little while. Are we a little bit worried about the Eagles at all? I,
1: hey, you nailed it. I mean, they couldn't put the game away. They were in complete control running the ball. They had that game in the bag, and then the Vikings came clawing back and had a shot late in the game but you know I I still think the Eagles are a legit contender in the NFC but I don't think they're as dominant as they were last year.
0: Yeah and if that Justin Jefferson fumble in the end zone doesn't happen what what happens in that game. That changes everything. It really does change a lot of things. Certainly. But also week one I think we have to talk about our green and gold. I don't want to talk about it sad loss but is that more on Jordan Love in the fourth quarter or is that more on the play calling Matt Lafleur, and that defensive schemes out there
1: I said this on Sunday full-strength Aaron Jones allows the Packers to control the tempo and to control the game I think a full-strength Packer team wins that game by a touchdown easily yes now, with that said, we were a little bit exposed. Desmond Ritter and Bijan Robinson were running all over us. Bijan went crazy. But well, Bijan's going to run all over everybody. I, that guy's got to be the leading candidate for rookie of the year he at this point, point. I mean, now. it's only two games, but good Lord, that guy's running
0: all over everybody. He's not even starting. That's the other thing. Yeah, I know, right? He's <laughs> not starting. and He's still just, every time, he, he gets about six yards of pop, I think, something like that. Yeah,
1: Bijan is... Yeah, he's right up there with you know obviously top running backs in the league but i do think green bay i think they're smart resting guys that are somewhat banged up now you're better to lose you know a game to the falcons in week two than to lose your star player for the season in week eight or week nine you know get those guys healthy the pack will be fine i'm not worried i'm not i'm not buying into that loss obviously it would have been nice to win they had their chances jordan love kind of you know Made me look silly saying he might be a Hall of Famer when he was the false start quarterback diving into his own offensive line without the ball. But it's—I'm not worried about the Packers. I think we'll be just fine. But you know,
0: we'll see. Two games, six touchdowns from Jordan Love. I like it. And I like these young receivers. Jaden Reed had a, a two good touchdowns. I think was it Malik Hicks? Is that the is that the rookie's name? Uh, yeah, some the, of these guys. Yeah, late round rookie, a 2 race stepping up for the Packers. Dobbs, I mean, they had uh, what was it, Terrell on uh Dobbs, so I mean, obviously it wasn't a great matchup for him. But when Watson comes back, I think we're gonna have a very good wide receiving core with Tyler Musgrave as a nice little tight end there too. He's tough offense. Yeah, you. I used to think
1: Aaron Rodgers made these late round wide receiver picks who they were. But now Jordan loves doing the same thing so maybe it's you know hat off to the uh, wide receivers coach in Green Bay because these guys nobody really heard of them coming out of college or they weren't really you know high on them and like you said they're they're big time players right now and they're they're part of the Packers passing game and I think uh, I think the receiving core in Green Bay being as young as they are
0: they're going to be good they're going to be real good I um Another game of an NFC North team that I'd like to dive into a little bit is about the Seahawks and Lions. Watching that game, I first off think the Lions are a little bit better than what I was thinking. And second, I think the Seattle Seahawks are a legit contender in the NFC. Geno Smith got those boys going on offense and he said, how do you do? Because that man played a great fourth quarter and a great overtime. I'm loving this man and the Seattle Seahawks.
1: I don't know wh- how they do it, but the Seahawks are always relevant, even when you think they're going to be at the bottom of the division. Exactly. They are not pretty. I mean, they have some guys. You know, you, you're you big on Geno. I'm not. You know, they. I mean, they're receiving. They got some of
0: the best receivers in the game. Oh, that receiving core is tough.
1: But they're just not flashy. They're not pretty. Nobody ever picks the Seahawks, but hey. They they looked okay and Geno's playing, so I wouldn't be shocked if they're in the
0: if they're in the playoff picture come you know the end of the season, but And also in the NFC you got Dallas getting a big win, Daniel Jones and the Giants barely surviving against the just terrible Cardinals, which Josh Jobs doesn't look terrible right now. He had some plays where he actually looked really good. Yeah. But you can tell he's still learning. You know, a lot of these there's a lot of young quarterbacks in the there league. There is the, the new it, the new generation of quarterbacks is coming, in. I like them. And some of them, as much as you want to rip them apart and say, "Man, this
1: guy is in over his head," like you say, they're getting thrown to the walls. Like CJ mm-hmm. Stroud, he's
0: out there throwing to. He's like, actually not playing bad. CJ Stroud actually has been playing good. Who does he pass to? Yeah, exactly. Robert What? Who do you pass to <laughs> on that team? Yeah, they don't.
1: So you just think about all these young quarterbacks, you know. The Cardinals got a young quarterback. I mean, look, we all just saw Bryce Young was terrible the other night. Some of these guys, I don't, you can't blame them. I mean, look who they're no. playing for, and look who's on their team. And uh, but going back to it, Joe, speaking quarterbacks, I gotta take this moment for my apology. I told you earlier this week I had to apologize. I was really hard on Baker Mayfield last week, and I said if Baker Mayfield wins a Playoff game with the with the Bucks. I'm going to quit watching football Well I don't want to quit watching football so I'm going to retract that statement Because Baker it. Mayfield Looks like the Oklahoma Sooner Eisman quarterback he was This guy looked
0: Good on Sunday You know what I've been saying this since he came out of college. I'm not a Baker guy at all, and I don't think he's going to win a playoff game. And I will stop watching football <laughs> if he wins a playoff game. I don't think he's legit. I I think the Bucks' defense is amazing. I don't think the team's that legit. I don't think Baker can lead that team. You're gonna you're gonna go with them. I'm doubling down on my take from last week. I'm not a Baker Mayfield guy at all.
1: I, I think we got a resurgence of Mike Evans. This guy went for 160, 170. Oh, bad man, I mean, he's a bad man. I if Baker bad. Mayfield finds a guy he can connect with, and they're on the same page, I think we're gonna see a we're gonna see the old Baker, the guy that the Browns drafted number one overall. But it's two weeks. Baker Mayfield could fall flat on his face. But I I feel like I owe him an apology because I was really ripping him last week, and the guy came back and. He looked pretty good on Sunday. I got to hand it to him. I, I do.
0: He didn't look bad. Come late games, though, I don't think he's going to be this clutch person. That's me personally. You don't have to agree with that. But also talking about other young quarterbacks who are great in college and not and great in the NFL, uh, Bengals suffering another loss. I mean, Ooh. if you're Cincinnati and Joey B, are, are we overreacting too much to these two losses? I don't even know what to think of I mean i i I predicted Joe Burrow s-
1: bouncing back in week two and going for a big game. He was bad again. I don't know if this guy's too busy spending the money they're paying him or what's <laughs> going on, but he the Bengals don't look good right now and I don't know what's gonna snap him out of it. Um, yeah, Joe Burrow he he's kind of he's hard to bet on right now.
0: He is and i I think personally. People might be overreacting a bit too much to them. Because I think the Ravens are also a very good team. I truly do believe Lamar I know Lamar hasn't been playing amazing, but I think he's still a good great quarterback with that Ravens. And that Ravens defense is always tough. And it was 27 24 loss. And I know the Bengals didn't have anything great going on offense, but I I'm gonna I'm not giving up on them yet. Yeah, I mean didn't the Bengals start 0
1: 3 last year? No, I don't I thought did they get to hot start last year? I think the Bengals started off rough last year, and then got going, and then it was nobody was even playing with them at the end of the year. But um, I don't know. I have to look into that. I, for some reason, I'm thinking the Bengals had a slow start last year. You know, maybe another slow start, and they'll be all right. But I don't know. I I know there's probably a lot of fantasy football owners out there that are. That are not happy with the Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase connection week one and
0: two. Because those guys have not done much. Shout out to my buddy, Tad Posey. I play fantasy with him. And he had the number one pick. Guess who he took? Number one pick, I'm going to say he... Uh, Jamar Chase. Took Jamar Chase. He's like, guys, I'm going to do the stacking challenge. Ever heard of it? I'm like, Tad, I don't think you're going to like this. Right now, he's not too happy with his team. I bet he's not. Yeah, I mean, you you waste your number one pick on a
1: guy like that and... He, yeah he hasn't done much. I don't know. Does he have a touchdown this year? No. I don't think he no. does. But uh, I'm I'm hope uh, I'm on your side, Tad. I hope he bounces back. But
0: it doesn't look good. And uh, just also yeah, uh, Cowboys got off another win. Jets. I, we do. We don't even have to talk about them. Jets are done. We don't have to talk about them. Oh. <laughs> you know, literally this morning when I was watching
1: SportsCenter Center and they said. Kirk Cousins to the Jets. I couldn't even wrap my mind around it. First, My first thought was, what what is this going to become the NBA now? We're just going to stack super teams and guys go, go wherever they could possibly win? Uh, that would really ruin
0: the game if you ask me. But I think it's Minnesota that wouldn't want Cousins. I think Cousins would want to stay in Minnesota. Yeah, I don't even know. Like, I don't think that trade would ever happen, but if it did, I don't think Cousins would want to leave Minnesota, and I think... I just, what would the Minnesota get, Zach Wilson or, or <laughs> they, Nobody wants Zach Wilson. Yeah, well,
1: this guy, he's completed more passes to the other teams <laughs> than he has his own guys. He Zach Wilson, you know, coming in in week one, saving the day, big win. Saving the day. You know, all the, all the emotion in New York for that season opener. I thought maybe this could be what he needs. And then la- last week, he was terrible again. I mean... Three scoreless quarters, just not good, not good at all. Now, I do want to say though, I think the Cowboys are the team to beat in the NFC. Ooh, they do you? Yeah, I think the Cowboys, they might be the team to beat. Who? If they play San Francisco,
0: that's going to be a game. I and mean, those are two stout defenses. This is what I'll say about uh, Dallas Cowboys. I'm looking into the camera right now. For you people of the podcast, you guys can't see this. The Dallas Cowboys will never, in my, I don't know, maybe when I'm 50 years old, they'll make a run of the Super Bowl. Right now, they will not make a run. I don't trust this team. I don't trust the organization. Jerry Jones doesn't know what he's doing. Dak Prescott doesn't know how to win playoff games. I'm sorry, Dallas fans. I don't believe in your team, yet.
1: You know, I told you last week I fell for it and I wasn't gonna fall for it again and here I am You for fell it. for it, falling for it you're, again. You're
0: a Texas boy, you fell for I'm it. I'm falling
1: for it again. As much as I don't like Dallas, I'll tell you I'm really starting to fall in love with this guy named Micah Parsons. Oh, who is a monster. He's a bad man. He is a bad man. Is he he's gotta I think it's undisputed he's the best defensive player in the league. Yeah, if it's not him, it's T.J. Watt. And those two together, I mean... Oh, but the thing with Parsons, he can play, like, different positions. Like, he's not just a pass rusher. They move him all over the field. They do. He, Micah Parsons literally is, like, he might impact the game as much as a quarterback, a running back, a receiver. It's insane. He, he's so good defensively. But, you know, T.J. Watt... This guy just became the all-time sacks leader. That's insane. We're talking Pittsburgh, right? These guys were like... James Harrison, I think. James Harrison. There's been some dudes in Pittsburgh, and this guy, T.J. Watt, just went climbing right past
0: them all in the stat. (laughs) In that many games. I think the thing with T.J. Watt that hurts me is that Green Bay could have drafted the Wisconsin boy. That's what I always wanted. That's what I was saying. We didn't. I'm glad to see T.J. Watt's doing great. Great family. I mean, we could be talking about a little debate someday about J.J. Watt or T.J. Watt. That could be a debate coming up soon.
1: Well, did you see the tweet from J.J. Watt? I did see that. I mean, everybody says, like, get you a brother that that hypes you like J.J. does T.J. I mean, he claimed he is the best defensive football player on the planet. And you know what? If it's not Micah Parsons, it's definitely T.J. Watt. Those two are front runners for defensive player of the year this year. Uh, right now I have to go with Micah Parsons just because he's so versatile, you can p- move him around. But I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the year we're looking at TJ Watt leading the league in sacks, fumble recoveries, all kinds of stats.
0: Well, you have those two that are great passers. But uh did we just forget about a man named Nick Bosa who's also a defensive menace in pass rushing? I mean, we have three pass rushers that hurt. Are- just top-tier passers that yeah. we've seen that I've seen in my lifetime. Yeah, I mean, this this NFL,
1: there are some dudes on defense. There what's the, uh What's the guy's name?
0: Chase, uh, up in, with the Commanders. Oh, uh, uh, Chase Young. Chase Young? Like, he's a freak. Josh Allen from the Jacksonville Jaguars out of Kentucky. I love Josh Allen. I think he had a great week one. I think he had three sacks week one. I think that's a guy who's going to make a name for himself this week. I mean, there's just... There's so Brian Burns from Carolina is also a good one. There's so many different pass rushers that are so good. That's why these left tackles are getting paid so much. You gotta protect that quarterback's blind side when you have these great of pass rushers coming up. Yeah,
1: that you're exactly right. Uh, you know. I, I this at this point, let's at uh, last week we made a prediction for defensive player of the year and I kinda leaned heavy on Bosa. I'm changing my pick. Right now, I'm going Micah Parsons. You're
0: going and I think I picked Parsons. I think I picked Parsons to win it for me. But, yeah, no. I think either one, and I think TJ Watt's also going to be in the mix, too. It's certainly going to be one of those three. Mm-hmm. Bosa, Parsons, or Watt. Right now,
1: I'm all in on the Parsons tr- uh, train. I think this guy, like, he just changes the game. He did. I mean, he... You put him anywhere on the field. I feel like I feel like Micah Parsons is the kind of guy where if you were to like, "Hey, next week we're gonna line you up as a out like he would probably be good. He like would. He's just well, good at
0: everything. He was a stud running back. He on uh, a podcast or he was on something. He said he didn't even like want to play defense in uh, Penn State. He wanted to play running back because that's what he was so dominant in, in. Yeah. High school. Yeah, he's definitely
1: the guy. I mean, and the Cowboys, if their defense continues to play the way play the way they have been. And Dak Prescott just doesn't try to be the, the hero. I, I like the Cowboys right now in the NFC. I really do.
0: Mr. Bailey, would you like to introduce everyone to the new segment you've been very excited about, that you haven't told any about anyone about? I said it, we were going to do it on the soccer live stream last night. You introduce us to the Marco Septic.
1: So, our good friends over at Marco Septic, you know, we like to give a shout out to the people we love around here in St. Croix Central. And Marco Septic is one of those. And, you know, they're in the business of cleaning out, you know, septics and collecting crap, if you will. So, the Marco Septic Crappiest Player of the Week award. Who had the biggest letdown? Who was absolutely crap on Sunday. And that person's going to be the weekly Marco Septic crap player of
0: the week. For me, it's an organization. Oh, you're going
1: organization?
0: And I think it's the organization of the Chicago Bears. And (laughs) you, everybody this offseason was like, Justin Fields, this is the man. He's going to be like the best quarterback. This is the guy, MVP. He was in MVP Talks. What has he done so far? This man last year threw for 1,500 or not. I know he was a thousand yard rusher, but I didn't care. I said, when you're a quarterback, you gotta be able to throw the ball. I didn't see any accuracy from him. I don't see him reading defense as well. <laughs> I, I said they shouldn't have drafted him. They got rid of Mitch Trubisky too early. And the Bears organization probably shouldn't even trade it up for Mitch Trubisky because they just signed Mike Glenn into a big contract. So Chicago Bears, what are you guys doing?
1: <laughs> <At> the Bears. <laughs> You make very good points. I, I I the Bears are the Bears are terrible. Justin Fields is terrible. I, this guy's not even going to be playing football in 2 years if he keeps it up. He's just not good. He, he's going to be an arena league superstar in about 3 years. <laughs> so I can agree with your organization as the Marco Septic crap organization of the week. However, I'm going Zach Wilson. I, I, he is my Marco Septic crap player of the week. This guy was bad. He couldn't complete a pass. He was throwing the ball to the other team. He is what we all thought he was. He, he kind of fooled some people in week he one. Did fool.
0: New York thought he was gonna be something, they're right like, here. hey,
1: this guy, you know. I, yeah. He he's he's my week two. If we were to go back and kind of backdate to week one i'm going to give my marco septic crap player of the week in week one award is going to Kadarius tony that guy was so bad he couldn't catch a football it was like he had five thumbs on his hands terrible like he just couldn't he couldn't catch a football he let patrick mahomes down you know the chiefs could have won that game if this guy caught a couple footballs so he gets my week one week two i'm going zach wilson i can't give it to anybody else i mean yeah th- those are my marco septic crap players for, for the first two weeks he was playing like he had thumbs
0: on, Five thumbs on and i think we need to get to our bad man player of the weekend for me i think the easy choice would be to go Micah Parsons, but i'm gonna go with a little wild card ish i'm gonna go geno smith i know he only had two touchdowns i think he had maybe 400 passing yards this man, first, he would have had about four touchdowns. They just, like, he got him down to the one-yard line. They just, like, ran it in. But second, Geno Smith led that team, had a great equalizing touchdown to Tyler Lockett, and the game-winner to Tyler Lockett. I thought Geno Smith was a bad man. Welcome to the bad man club, Geno Smith. You're in here to stay.
1: Yeah, Geno Gino definitely worthy of some bad man <laughs> recognition. I think there's a lot of guys that... Fit, like, if you look just at their stat line, you could say, man, he was a bad man this week. But if you can't win your team the football game, you're not a bad man. You're not a bad... So, Russ Wilson, hey, you know what? You were a bad man, kind of, but you didn't win the game. It's not That's because you- we don't
0: like you. It's not because, like, we don't think you played good. But to be the bad man, you have to win. Yeah, and, you know, AFC favorite
1: for me right now, the Miami Dolphins, Raheem Mostert, this guy was a bad was man. Your bad man. Eighteen carries, hundred and twenty one yards and two tutties?
0: Statistically
1: in. and and they went in and they, they pounded on the Patriots a little bit. I I'm giving it to him. I, I really I was gonna give it to Mike Evans. That's just, what I was
0: thinking too. You
1: know, Mike Evans had a big week, but I, I just don't like the Bucks the way I like the Dolphins. Um but there's a couple of different guys. Josh Allen, bounce back, could be in the conversation. Yeah. But you know what, Josh Allen, you got a lot more proven to do because week one, <laughs> you were terrible. So I'm going I'm going Raheem Mostert. He is my bad man player of the week in week two.
0: And other notable mentions, you got got uh, Mike Evans, obviously, and DeAndre Swift also played really good. There's a lot of mentions, but there can only be two bad man player of the games. So, yeah.
1: Who was the guy we were talking about? That had like he had like fourteen receptions.
0: Oh, that uh, the rookie in LA. Then uh I can't even Puka. pronounce Puka Nakua. Is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah, Puka Nakua. He's a bad one. man just because he's got such a bad name. I mean, yeah, like, this guy. But no, he, that that was pretty impressive. He, he had, If we're going off of two weeks, With a bad man of two straight weeks. It's Puka Nakua. He's been playing phenomenal. Hasn't had a touchdown yet, but he's had like almost like what thirty receptions already in two weeks yeah he's he's
1: he's he's, yeah he had 15 catches for 147 yards that's get get this man a touchdown
0: he needs a touchdown
1: but you know what his team didn't win so i'm never you're never going to get the bad man award for me if you if you don't win so keep that in mind guys out there playing in the nfl all of you that are probably listening to this morning's podcast (laughs) um but you know, CJ Stroud again, again 384 and two touchdowns That's a great day But you you didn't win He didn't win, win. He and didn't He's on win. the
0: Texans CJ if you're listening You might never win A bad man player of the game Because I don't know If your team's going to win A game this year
1: Yeah But Yeah there, there's several guys I mean Keenan Allen Again they lost But eight receptions 111 yards Two touchdowns Fantasy killer
0: Keenan Allen's a fantasy killer
1: You know who Actually speaking fantasy I don't know how I almost forgot about this guy He's got to be in the conversation as DeAndre Swift for bad man. He, DeAndre
0: Swift. That's, yeah, he played Like I said, exception. he
1: ran all over the Vikings defense. But like I said earlier, and, I, and I'm going to give another shout out to Coach John Tackman. His laundry baskets <laughs> could have probably held up a better defensive line than what the Vikings put on the field. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, John Tackman has football drills where he lines up laundry baskets.
0: And they are the defensive guys. Intact <laughs> loves them. They're cheap. They're, puts them out there. And, eh?
1: But anyways, we can move on. We I feel like we've uh, beat up the NFL enough.
0: Flipping from NFL talk, I've had a lot of people tell me this week when we go to a little college football talk to bring up the – Colorado in general, Colorado versus Colorado State, great game. Deion Sanders and his Colorado team—it's flipping the whole nation to watch them. They're like skyrocketing views right now. It's insane. I just like looked up; they broke a bunch of records already. If you're a high school kid and you watch the hype that goes on
1: in Col- in Boulder, Colorado, right now with Dion and his
0: team, how do you not want to go play there? And that's another thing I was thinking. I've always said this: if Dion talks to you, how do you say no to Dion? Because he's going to tell you, I will put you in the NFL. Yeah, he.
1: And he's just got that place. I don't know, man. Giving out sunglasses. Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. Wayne. Lil Wayne performing pregame. The Rock was there. The The Rock Rock was with him. I I saw a thing on Twitter. It made me laugh so hard. They said, Dion's got this dude. Kawhi Leonard at the game. This guy doesn't even go to his own games. He doesn't (laughs) even go to his own games. And here he is on the sidelines at Colorado watching the Buffs. Deion, you're right. He is changing the game of football and
0: I guarantee you it's really bothering old school dudes. It's making these coaches so mad that he's Changing the whole game. And this is the team that won one game last year. They won one game, and they're ranked like 19th right now in the whole country. That's insane. And his son, his youngest, well, first his uh second youngest, his middle child, got a pick six to start off the <laughs> game. That's big. And then his other, his youngest son is the Heisman favorite right now. It's unbelievable. You
1: know, they talk about the Heisman, the quarterbacks. Like I think they have. Um, Caleb Williams is number one, Drake May is two, and then Shadour at number three. Obviously, I think that's all going to change throughout the course of this year. But yeah, this Colorado team is for real, and Dion is—he's, you know, I think I think it was funny when they asked him, you know, who's who's the best coach in, in college football, and he's like, well, me. Like he's he's confident. He's got those kids believing. Yeah,
0: Dion. Time, time. And this is a team. Or this, he's a guy. They're like, oh, he went to Jackson State. This Jackson State. It's not FBS. Who cares? And they're like, Shadour is not that guy. And Shadour comes in three games, 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns, one interception. They are killing college football, and I'm loving it. Yeah. I. They,
1: they're going to get tested here soon, though. You got yeah, yeah. Oregon this week. That's a
0: bit without Travis Hunter. I was looking at that Pac-12 right now pac twelve is has so much more depth than the Big Ten. Big Ten, all they really, I'm not. This is a conversation for a different time since we are running out of time. But I'm not huge on Penn State this year. I because no, I don't think everyone's thinking they're amazing. I don't think they're that great. I think Ohio State and Michigan are very good teams. Other than that, is the Big Ten that good? I don't think so. The Big Ten I, West is garbage. Yeah, I think you know the Big Ten, real
1: strong at the top and then bad. Like the Badgers. Bad, the Badgers. They're they're kidding. just not good this year. The Penn Gophers. State, I think Penn State's overrated right now. The Gophers lost to a basketball school. They lost to UNC. Speaking of basketball school, did Duke just flip the screen? Is Duke a football school? <laughs> is though? Duke a football school? <laughs> What's <is> going on? <laughs> that dude that got a quarterback is a real deal, man. Drake makeup. Uh, not not Drake, Drake Make, it's um uh, I don't the, remember his name, but He's
0: the guy that the professor said. He was talking yeah. about getting his papers in later or something like that.
1: But um, yeah, college football, let's update our Heisman candidate. Who, who, you, who, you obviously are going to
0: do I think Michael Penix Jr. is up there a second too. And obviously Caleb Williams is there too.
1: Yeah. I am putting all of my eggs in the Penix Jr. But I think the team that wins the pac 12, that quarterback is going to be our Heisman in 2024.
0: And I love that the quarterbacks are
1: just stacked in the Pac 12. I'm loving the Pac 12. I mean, you think There's about one. it. They got Bo Nix, they got Shadur Sanders, they got Caleb
0: Williams, they got Michael Penix Jr. If you think about it, this is kind of like the last year of the Pac 12, too. Yeah. This is the last dance of the Pac 12. They
1: arguably have
0: four top eight quarterbacks in college football. Pac 12 is good, man. Pac 12 is very good. And also in um, college football this upcoming weekend, I say we make one little prediction. College game day is going to Indiana and Notre Dame, and they're going to the Ohio State Notre Dame game. I'm attending that game also. And I say we both just make a little predictions or how we think this game's gonna go.
1: So, and I this is another apology. Last week we did Heisman candidate. You mentioned the name briefly. I didn't say a word about him. Sam Hartman's gotta be. He has to be in the conversation at this point. Seven he's looking good. And, he, you know, I know we're all in love with Ohio State because of our boy from – Ham- he's
0: actually from – I don't know if he's from Hammond. Right. Spr- great. Ha- Spr- Hatchville. Yeah. Hatchville, Wisconsin. Hatchville. We're both from Hatchville. Nobody mentioned it. But he
1: wore the Panther blue. He, he, he made us proud Panther here.
0: Blue.
1: So, you know, we all want Carson and his, his team to do well. I have some connections to the Notre Dame team. Okay. Jaden Greathouse, freshman receiver. Uh he he was he played basketball for me, and he's from the school I was at in Texas. So I'm just hoping for a good game. I hope guys make it through that game, stay healthy. I'm going to predict. I'm going to go Notre Dame 27, Ohio State
0: 24. And I like that. And I'm going to piggyback off of what you just said. Notre Dame, Sam Hartman is getting these boys going with him. They haven't had a solid quarterback there in a couple of years since about – Deshaun Kaiser maybe was their last <laughs> really good quarterback. I love Notre Dame this year. My predictions, O-H-I-O. I'm going to Ohio uh, State. State. Fuck, guys. Do you think anybody expected you to pick I Notre I love, Dame? I love Notre I said they're in my playoff prediction. I think that they'll maybe make the playoffs. But I got Marvin Harrison Jr., Kyle McCord. Kyle McCord's getting on the same page with his guys now. Carson Hinsman leading the way up front for that running game and Trayvon Henderson. Give me Ohio State.
1: Yeah, I mean, how
0: tough are you, right? I think that's what
1: Carson said on that video. That was pretty cool. You know, that's what it comes down to. Who's going to be the toughest? It's a grueling season when you play in a good conference and you're literally having to show up every Saturday and play your best. So it's going to come down to who's the toughest and who can battle through, you know, November and December when it starts to get cold, mm-hmm. or I should say October and November starts to get cold. You know, so that's a that's a consider you know considering factor, but
0: I don't know, I, I just don't know. This would be a great game. It's going to be. A I, I'm
1: just going to go game. Notre Dame. It's in. It's. In- it's, it's in Indiana.
0: 6:30 night game. I think lime green is the theme. They're getting their lime green jerseys. All the momentum's gonna be on Notre Dame, obviously, but I think Ohio State's gonna sneak away with a 34-30.
1: 34-30. I'm going 27-24. Um, I think it's gonna come down to a to a field goal as clock runs out.
0: Should be a great game. And also, you have some notable things you want to mention too.
1: Yeah, I mean, I made a list here of some things because we get going. You know, we could talk forever about the NFL and the college football. College football at another level. I just want to shout out to our UW River Falls Falcons. <sighs> These guys are for real. They're top 10 in the nation in Division three. They are. Just crushing teams. like They just pounded Northwestern 70-something to 3, that I think. That game was or...
0: ugly. That game was very ugly.
1: So shout out to the Falcons over there in River Falls. Keep going. We're behind you. You're kind of a local team for us. Okay, the Brew Crew.
0: The Brewers. Let's go.
1: Brew Crew in a pennant race. The Brew Crew going to win the division, and they're going to make the World Series. Bold prediction. Brew Crew in the World Series. I'm still not over it. I don't remember if it was 2016 or 17 or 8, what year it was. They had Game 7 locked up against the Dodgers, and they blew it. They're coming back for some revenge. Brew Crew wins the NL Central, wins the NL. Going to the going to the World Series,
0: and also you'd like to uh, mention uh, the Aces. We haven't had any WNBA talk, cool. but you'd like to mention them. of bit You know
1: me; I'm a basketball guy. Anything that's anything that's big time basketball, it's gonna catch my eye. And the other morning, you know, I wake up early with my son, and he's just a little guy, he's ten months old, and him and I watch Sports Center while he eats his morning bottle, and this girl, Asia Wilson, in a playoff game, goes for thirty eight points. 16 rebounds, four blocks, and three steals. That is big
0: time. That's Shaq numbers out there. And you know, David
1: what? you know what, Robinson numbers. She does that often, and she's getting the recognition. Now, Aja Wilson and the Aces. Obviously, Becky Hammond knows what she's doing. She'll pop. You know, Greg Popovich product. Greg so
0: Popovich.
1: The Aces. I'm not not shocked that the Aces are in the playoffs. Probably going to win the WNBA championship again. But shout out to Aja Wilson for her performance. Unbelievable. 38 and 16 is. I don't care. i don't care if you're playing CBA 4th grade or if you're playing WNBA, that's impressive. And my last shout out has to go to the boys here in St. Croix Central. <laughs> the Boys of Fall. Look at the Boys of Fall looked dominant on Friday up in Prescott. The boys look good. We were running the ball, we're owning the line. I think I think this week's going to be a good test. Like we're going up to Somerset on Friday. Uh, um, but I th- I think we're in the driver's seat, you know. We got Somerset, Amory, Baldwin, Baldwin. That Baldwin game. We don't want to look ahead, you no, know. We, we you can't look ahead, can't but look ahead. But the boys look good. That defensive line, that offensive line. Sam Fisher. Sam, yeah. I mean, Caden Wester. Sully. Sully, Sully. Noah, yourself, <laughs> Noah. Newt. Did you before we go? Can we just talk about the hit Noah newsbomb put on that kid? last I felt bad. I had to watch from home and that kid came off the sideline and our tech crew that was there doing the live stream zoomed in on that kid. He was seeing Tweety Birds. He got rocked by
0: Noah Newsbaum. I just want to give a quick shout out to Noah Newsbaum. He's a guy that just great at some of the greatest workouts I've ever seen in my life from uh, Noah Newsbaum. Great athlete. And this man, how he plays is how he practices. What he does out on the field. He kills people at practice. He will... Run at you as hard as he can against those underclassmen. He'll rip the helmets. Like, the helmets fly off. Mouth cards fall off. He's a yeah. brother.
1: He is. A, you're right. He's a dude. And, you know, co- as coaches, we talk about, you know, don't take a playoff. He
0: doesn't take plays I've off. I've never seen him take He a play goes off.
1: so hard every possession. Even if he might not have a chance to be in on the tackle, he is beelining for that ball. He goes hard every time. His work, he never missed a day in the weight room. Yeah, and, and we're starting to see all that payoff right now because what he did to that kid on Friday, cool. somebody might want to check on that boy because <laughs> he, he trucked him. He put a foot a fist, that was unreal. That was, that was good. But that was my last shout out. St. Croix Central Football team's looking good. We got a test here with S- Somerset, you know, and then Amory and,
0: and Baldwin. we got. A, it's not going to be easy, but uh, things are looking good. Well, thank you for everybody for watching last week and this week. And keep spreading the word. You know, we would like to get some uh, new, uh, like uh, microphones and stuff in here, and we need more listeners to, you know, get all that stuff.
1: Yeah, you know, we're all about uh, some advertising. You know, we gave our Marco Septic shout out. We love our people over at Marco Septic. The herrings are phenomenal people. people. Every kid they've put through the school has just been awesome. <laughs> Erica and Matt are just amazing. We might be uh, in the, you know. The Marco Septic uh, Player of the Week is going to be a year all year thing. It's going to be a popular
0: thing. People are going to love to listen to the Marco Septic Player of the Week. And
1: w- we're looking for some other uh, some people to give shout-outs to. So, uh, anybody that has anything that they're willing to to kind sh- sh- of shovel our way, shoot us an email.
0: Yeah. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for spread the word about us. And uh, that's all I got.
1: That's all I got.
0: We're out.